Welcome to Inbound After Hours. Today we have Stephen on the show. Stephen's from HubSpot. We'll be talking about bots. Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about what you do at HubSpot. Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm Stephen. I'm an implementation specialist at HubSpot. So that means I'm like a project manager. Um, essentially, I work with customers in their first three to five months of their time with us, get them technically set up with the tools, guide them through onboarding, align everything to their goals and, and make sure that they just basically get the best experience possible, really. Okay, excellent. Well, first question is, what are bots? <laughs> Great question. Um, so essentially a bot is a way for a customer prospect lead to interact with your business on a website. Um, typically it's like a conversational style of communicating, so they can come onto a site, click on a button and start chatting away to a bot and the bot can decide based on logic where that should be directing them, whether it's to do a search on a knowledge base, to open a support ticket because they've got an issue, or even, um, which is a, probably the more popular one, to basically pre-qualify them to speak to sales, so to ensure that sales are only speaking to their best needs, essentially. Okay, you've mentioned a couple of benefits there. Any more? Any more benefits? I'm a business now, I'm thinking of using a bot. Can you list some key benefits for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the biggest and best benefit of using a bot is the fact that the bot is available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So if you're a typical business who doesn't necessarily have a massive sales team and doesn't have the time to invest having them online all the time, bots can be there in place of them. And when someone who meets the criteria that you set is on the website, it can then let you know to go into the system and start chatting or um, it can set, allow customers to self-service through knowledge-based lookups or even opening tickets as well. So it, it just basically ensures it was a way for a lead or a prospect or a customer to get the resources they need at a time they need in the app of their choice. What's your gut feeling with customers you've been speaking to? Have you spoken to many customers yet who are adopting bots? Yeah, so it, it's part of what I'm doing in HubSpot at the moment is to help the, the implementation of Service Hub and customers are in two minds about it. They mm. either love it or they're kind of afraid of it. And they're purely afraid of it because of the technical nature of it. They're like, do I need a developer to build this? Is it going to be really complicated? And in reality, it's quite simple and straightforward to implement. And it's about us educating them and showing them how easy it is to put a bot together and how much it can solve for in their business. And then the other side, the customers who do implement it, they love it. Like yeah. It's solving so many issues for them. And the, the prime one being like the, the typical two-man sales team that are so busy that they can't afford to to be on the road, like road yeah. talking to customers all the time and the bot can handle that and book meetings right to their diary for them as well. How, how are you finding, something I was wondering is how many people pitch it as a bot and how many picture it as the two salespeople? So it's a person mm. or is it a bot like at the front end? It, it's interesting that you say that because there was like a, a whole ongoing conversation about whether or not you should identify the bot as a bot or whether you should say it's a, a person, you know. Personally, I'm a big believer in following HubSpot's heart and um, principles, which is transparent, one of which mm -hmm. is transparency. And I think that when you're gonna have a bot, you should make the person aware that it's a bot. Because yeah. if you don't, they might ask questions the bot can't answer, and then that leaves a leave, taste as yeah, well. leave disappointed because they didn't get the right result. You know? And they've been deceived as well, which is never a good thing. No. Yeah, and you don't want a business brand going down that road of, of yeah. having that deceiving nature, because then the customer's like, if they're gonna do that with a bot, what else are they going to hide in the yeah, sales yeah. process or in the support process? Especially when people already, sorry Caroline, don't trust salespeople. <laughs> it's a good question though because when, when the bot, when Ricky set the bot for, for Digital 22 and it pops up, you can have a picture of the actual robot or you can put in, um, you can put in someone like Caroline on our sales team. So it's just, be, just being honest, it's actually a machine answering these questions. 
and just be dead honest, not be sticking Ricky in there. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you can still monitor the conversation that's happening, so you can see exactly what's happening, and if the need arises for you to take over the conversation, you can absolutely do that. So if the questions that are being asked by the end user are too complicated of a bot, you can jump in and say, hey, I'm Ricky, for example, how can I help you? Yeah. Or I noticed you said this, here's the resource to you. I think turn around, you've got a chance to turn around and potentially negative. Like, well, I, can, yeah. I can see our bots letting you down a bit there, so yeah, I am sure. Ricky. Yeah. Sorry about that. You know, yeah. Yeah. And also, if you want to make people think it's a human, you might just think there's really weird humans working. These <laughs> <laughs> like, answers are very scripted. Yeah. Why is he giving me these buttons? <laughs> yeah. How has he given me three options for these? Yeah. Found that article really bloody quick. <laughs> it's going to be like, do I want to work with these people? <laughs> or if you think about like that article example, he's asked me really quickly, did that solve my issue? You know, yeah. because he's not waiting. The bot's not going to wait. It's going no. to put that answer in there. So they might be like, oh, this guy's really pushy trying to get me away. Yeah. <laughs> Something you mentioned in your answer about developers, uh, you mentioned, well, one of the questions you just said then, I'm a company, do I need an experienced developer to build a bot? Could you answer that for us? Yeah, um, it, it's traditionally, if we think about bots, in the past they've really required a developer to kind of write the code and build it, and they've been built for very specific purposes. And, and the evolution of bots now is because messaging is evolving, because it's becoming way more mainstream, it needs to become easier for us to build bots. And, and that's one of the great things about a lot of the chat builders on the market right now, you know, Drift have done a great job at it, about building the bot and about helping customers implement them, motion.ai, many chat have as well, you know, like you don't need a developer anymore because mm. it should be easy for you to build a bot without any prior knowledge. And if you think about the, most of the people in, at the hook, for example, were marketers by trade. We don't have the technical resources available to us to, to, to spend on building a bot, you know? I think it's kind of what HubSpot did for workflows, isn't it? I don't know, 10 years or so ago, someone's got to code that automation to go out and make it all happen. Now marketers jump in five minutes, whatever it is, to put it together and you, you go there as a workflow. It's you just enabling that framework, isn't it? You showed us in your talk just then at the hook about the tool to put in the, the bot answers. It's, it is that same workflow thing as well, isn't it? Looks similar. If someone asks this, say this. Yeah. Quite like. I think that's a really good thing because it means that for the customers who are used to using workflows and because workflows is now on so many of our products, like it lives in services, it lives in sales and it lives in marketing. So it means that regardless of the suite that they're using or the hub that they're using, they're going to be familiar with that style of interface. And so when they come to build their bot, the experience is the same. So they're already used to that interface. It's just a different way of thinking in terms of the communications they send from the bot that they're more conversational in nature as opposed to sounding rigid and yeah. robotic, you know? One of the things I get from chatting with prospects and customers is our customers don't want that, they want to just talk to us and stuff. And I was like, well, do they, like, do you really know what they want? I'm probably the farthest spectrum on antisocials you get, so I don't want to talk to someone unless I absolutely have to. But I'm pretty sure most people's personas now want a an amount of self-service. You don't want to just have to pick up the phone for everything. I think, I think a lot of people still think I'm being impersonal by putting a bot on there, and I'm kind of shunning them off, and they'll be disappointed. People by are that. just wandering around trying to find a blog or a bit of a bit of insight, even if they do use it as a search function. Like, how yeah. can you help me do this? 
I think the, the thing to remember is that you want the bot to solve real world mm. problems. Yeah. And by always going back to that tenant, you're kind of always going to ensure that anytime someone goes on your page to interact with the bot, the bot's being helpful. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Like people might be a little bit put off initially, but as they get used to that idea and as they realize that actually I can go to this company's website and get all the answers I need without ever needing to pick up the phone, yeah. you're helping them straight away and they're going to recognize that they don't need to necessarily do that yeah. all the time, you know? Yeah, like I say, it's serving for the customer, isn't it? If you sit down with the challenge you've got and the best solution genuinely is pick up the phone. Yeah. Do that. If it's a bot, can do it and it's the best way to do it. Use a bot, use a landing page, whatever tool you've got as a marketer in your arsenal. It's what's the best for the persona, what's the best for the customer. And there's nothing stopping you having the bot hand off to live chat or having the bot book a meeting or, or whatever yeah. the end, end result is because you can build all the logic into a single bot so that it can take multiple activities, take multiple actions depending on what the customer needs at that point in time. I think out of hours as well, our persona is marketing professional. We know all marketing workaholics and don't shut the laptop at five o'clock. We could be working <laughs> at 10, 11 o'clock, Christmas day. And it's the fact that a boss there to answer their questions. Yeah, and, and the, the, the fact that it's integrated into knowledge base and ticketing means that I can go on to your bot, ask it a question. If the question's been asked before, if you've, already, if you've got a detailed knowledge base, it can return the articles in the chat, check to see if it solved them, and if it didn't, open a support ticket for your team to follow up when you're back in the office. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, trigger an immediate email from the system saying, hey, we got your email, here's your ticket number, we'll be in touch. You know? What would be really good as well is you can analyze the answers, I imagine, of uh, sorry, the questions and answers that your bot's interacting with users. So um, like, how many times, you could just look at it and spot 10 people have asked, where's your pricing? Yeah. Like, okay, we need to make that more obvious on the website. Or build that as a logic stream into the yeah. bot. So if they're asking, if, if you see that the bot is constantly getting questions about pricing, for example, you know the pricing is publicly available on your website, why not give the bot access to it mm. and put some conversational messages in around pricing so that they don't actually have to go and look for it, it just gives them the answer they need right there and then. Yeah. It all sounds fantastic this, but um, a question a guy's just asking the audience thought was really good, I broke it down there, how long does it take to build a bot? How long will it take to do something like this? So th this is the beauty about the you know, HubSpot interface, especially for ourselves, because if you're already used to our platform, Building a bot is fairly straightforward. It's just like building a workflow. The, the key things you need to think about are what, what's the end goal you wanted to achieve? So what is the bot in this instance going to solve? Um, and once you've done that, you've got an idea as to what the action is or the end goal is, you can then start mapping out your actions that are gonna take place to get that person there. Um, during the, the presentation, I showed a bot called Junior. Um, Junior has five actions. It can like schedule a call, book a meeting, um, it can open a support ticket, search the knowledge base, and even something I'm trialing is submit like content ideas. So it's like an internal mobility, internal change management um, pipeline that basically people can submit ideas into and then decide whether or not we're going to open that. Junior took about 30 minutes to build. Okay. And that's similar with most of these tools. Before HubSpot launched its bots, I, I think our first uh, bot was built in ManyChat. We had a go on that, and that wasn't too bad. And again, similar sort of timeframes. I think that most of them are pretty user-friendly, even yep. if you're not in HubSpot, because you can find something that's pretty user-friendly. The one thing I like about what HubSpot did is take the time to do some set sort of templates, and that does really shave off I don't know, 80% of your time. And I, I think the fact that we have the templates really helps because in implementation, a lot of the questions we get are around best practice. You know, what, what should I be? Yeah, what does a good bot look like? What's best practice for this type of messaging? Well, here's three templates. This will give you a framework to start with. 
and then you can change the questions, add your own content in. Junior, for example, was originally a lead qualification bot that I changed, added in all the additional actions using the bots tool, and now it does all three templates in one. But, you know, it's so straightforward. And how is the best way to get started? I'm thinking when I did it back in the day, you start with the problem, I get a whiteboard and I kind of say, roughly this is where I want to go with it before I jump in and start doing it live. If you like in the back end, I'm just playing with it. Is, is that a good approach? How do other people approach getting started? I always recommend to customers, and I, I kind of touched on it in the last question, I always recommend that looking at your goal is the first and most important thing because if you go into the tool, HubSpot's great. There's so much going on in there. And if you go in there without a goal in mind, you might not end up where you want to be. I came monster. Oh, we can do this. Oh, we can do that. <laughs> That's how Junior came about. Yeah, yeah, sure. What's that button do? Yeah. So I always say to customers, think about what problem you want to solve right now. Is it that you need to lead qualify? Are, are your sales team being slammed on live chat and you just, you need to kind of reduce that and lead qualification is the answer? Or is it that, you know, you're getting a lot of support calls and you want to kind of reduce that, maybe the support bot's the answer. And then obviously that the meeting one, that kind of speaks for itself because it uses the meeting tool to put meetings in the, in the chat window. So it means that if your team are on the road or if you're like us in implementation where we have a lot of calls going on, customers can book their next call with us right through the chat. Had a really good um, use case for the qualification one recently. We uh, recommend one of our clients to set up a bot because um, we're getting a lot of visitors, but not the conversion rate was quite low. So they set it up, and what they found is there's about 80% of people coming on the bot with a direct end user of the customer, where they were the B2B company. So somehow the direct users would find a way there and saying like, "This isn't working," but it's not. It's not them that does it. It's the reseller that does it. So. We set up the qualification bot and it literally saved up hours and hours and hours of the person's time because those were just going straight through to a live salesman sat there like, oh, that's not us that does that, go here. And it basically just asks, were you looking for whatever the direct support terminology is or are you wanting to actually talk to us that sells the technology? Mm -hmm. By just putting that one question in and then qualifying, that's literally all we did, it's one question. If you answered yeah, with the right ones, you can speak to someone. If not, it just says, this is where you need to be to find your answer, which is another third part. Well, it's every end of the scale as well, doesn't it? Because I yeah. remember we had a, a client who was like, um, we did a party service, like a function uh, event hire thing. And they had a lot of questions that was just oh, like, fantastic. can we have it from my party next week? And it's like, what's your budget? 500 quid? No. <laughs> yeah. so, but they'd get hundreds of those a day. So. And at the end of the day, like if you're a, a small business, that's just going to completely suck up all yeah. the time. And you miss the one that could be the Completely. Yeah. And that's why I always kind of position it that you want your sales team, if, they're, if you're going to do like conversational messaging, you want your sales team speaking to the best leads at the moment in time that is right for the lead. So using qualification questions allows you to kind of stream out the ones that, that don't necessarily need to be spoken to now. You can still follow up with them mm -hmm. offline via mail or, or if the if you happen to have a quiet day. Not, oh, nice touch in the example you gave was, uh, can I just have your email address in case we get disconnected? Yeah. <laughs> Again, and it speaks to the conversational nature and the style that you want to put in there because you want it to feel really relaxed. What the end user doesn't realize is you are absolutely gathering their information. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. You've seen in the example, like it's taken my name, my email address, it's asking me about my issue or um, what I'm looking to talk about. So it's doing it. They just don't realize it or it's not as obvious that it's happening because it's much more relaxed. Yeah. You know, one of the things you touched on in the talk was the problem this solves is the sort of multi-device, multi-operating system, multi-platform world we live in, where 
marketers are thinking I've got to be perfect on an iPhone and on a tablet or whatever these sorts of and on multi-platforms. Bots kind of gets rid of that because it's just a very simple interface that pretty much works on any device and you're not going to have those issues with like responsiveness and all the sort of stuff you get if you're trying to build out this as a website which I quite like. It, I think it's the, the best example of conversational messaging yeah. because and I think I added to it on the definition it's on the platform of the user's choice on the device of their choice yeah. so it doesn't matter if you're Android or iOS or even I think there's some people out there using Linux or Windows still I'm not really sure <laughs> <laughs> um, you know you can still use this because it just requires a web browser yeah. and the bot will work regardless yeah. whether it's tablet desktop mobile whatever and then the other side of that is that the platform that they're on as well because obviously a lot of the bots that we've referred to are on your website bots but your persona lives in Facebook for example you could have the bot right there instead of them needing to come to your website to solve as well and I think that speaks to the future of where bots will ultimately end up is that I, I can see them being more and more connected to Facebook to Twitter yeah. to the, the, the live messaging app so we can see that Microsoft did it really well they've got a, um, a, an AI chatbot on Kick where you can go in and ask the questions it can make drawings you can send it a photo and it will create like a handmade drawing of the photo and um, so you, you can see that happening even if you think about Google Assistant they recently got it to be able to make a live call to a restaurant to book a table yeah. like that's the future that's where we want to end up with you Definitely. know and I think Hostbot could end up there eventually <laughs> we, need, we need to link to that talk uh, the Google one in the notes below because that's, that's it's so cool amazing <laughs> and I know everyone was like is this fake is it real but Either way, the technology kind of shows looking, what it could achieve, doesn't looking it? Looking at the talk to Inbound is a bit of a digression, but I saw a talk that's on at Inbound on how to use Alexa in the workplace. Okay. But that, it was a, the description was the level of, Alexa, book a meeting room for three people at 10 o'clock. Yeah. But that's step one, isn't it? It's exciting to see what we'll be in 18 months. Because time. with Alexa's like app actions, I know it's not technically a bot, but with, with the, the actions you can add on to yeah. Alexa, a developer can plug that into anything, you know? Yeah. And the logic's the same, I've got a problem, I've got a logical flow I need somebody to go through to get to an end result. If you're going to build, make the time build now a bot, when, you, when it comes to the time, the things like Alexa and stuff are going to be prominent, you can just apply that same logic straight over. We're going to see the same thing in Siri and iOS 12 with yeah. um, Siri Actions, you know, the yeah. ability to define a logic, to find a goal and have Siri do it for you. Fantastic. It's the future. Exciting <laughs> yeah. stuff. Club Spot, I've just recently launched a new poll called Conversations. Do you yeah. want to tell us uh, a little <laughs> bit more about that? Um, I'm really pleased they launched this week, actually, because it's yeah. so time is perfectly yeah. up for this whole But yeah. um, Conversations is our fourth product line, and it essentially is going to be like a, I think the best way to describe it is like a communication center for businesses. So you can connect um, shared emails. So you think, think like your support, your sales, your marketing. You can have multiple inboxes in there, so you can separate it all out and have individual users working on it. But it's also the home of live chat and bots. And that's really the future, right? Because you want the business to be able to communicate with the right people at the right time, but at the same time, have a place to store it in the system without having to go looking for it. Conversations is integrated into the rest of the other three hubs. So you see the CRM on the right-hand side of the screen. You can see past tickets, past conversations. It automatically stores the communication on the timeline as well. So it's just a really nice integration and a, a nice way to bring businesses to bring more of their communications into HubSpot and to really align them across the three hubs in the CRM as well. And shows the way sales and marketing just going in general is around yeah. this conversational theme of doesn't matter why it is, email, live chat, bots, 
having the ability to communicate people when and how they want is just the theme at the moment. Absolutely, it? and I kind of touched on it in the in the hub, but this this idea that conversational marketing is um, approaching and becoming more and more. Um, front of house now, it's not going to replace inbound, no. but it's like a supplementary on top of inbound, right? Inbound is still your primary way of getting leads, and um, conversation marketing is going to give you a way of getting the best leads at the best time, yeah. you know? Not sure. And utilizing the content you've already created yeah. in a lot of cases as well. Okay. Where can our listeners go to see a good example of a, a live bot where they could sample it, attach some stuff in, see what they get back? I will give you two. Um, I think I used one of the, the Hug TechCrunch. It's really great because it's on Facebook. They can see exactly how a Facebook Messenger bot will interact. They can register for their bot. It will send them articles, but they can also tell the bot, hey, I like this topic, this topic, and this topic, and the bot will then start sending them articles on a regular basis around information that's happening in the news today. Mm. The other one I'll give, and it's not HubSpot, but you know they've done a great job at it, and that's Drift. Um, Drift have recently replaced a lot of their front of house with a bot, so you can actually interact with bot front of house speak to the bot and find out like what, what it will ask you like what are you looking to learn about today and is it is it just that you want to learn more about bots or are you actually interested in a platform and it will give you a lot of information they've done that really nicely so that's a bold move as well isn't it kind of <laughs> i think it's it's a smart move it is, um, it because it, it just allows their sales team again to focus yeah. on their best leads mm-hmm. you know and the other thing you touched on briefly there was the ability to push out so for, on Facebook Messenger, for example, if you're speaking to people on that, you've then got, you're building up a second subscriber list se- separate to your email subscriber list of people you can push out to as well. And we, when we tested that on ManyChat, fair enough, it was a moderately small sample size of a couple hundred people, open rates were like 90%, yeah. and you touched on email percent, email being 20% in the UK at the moment. And, the marked difference there. It's just, it's becoming harder for marketers to get into the inbox of their um, cost contacts. If we think about the dreaded May 25th, you know, GDPR, <laughs> that time I've lost track of the number of emails I got from businesses, from <coughs> emails from businesses I didn't even know I'd registered yeah. for, you know. Uh, so I'm not surprised the open rates dropped a little bit. Um, but you're absolutely right. People are engaging with messenger apps, like think about it, I mean, I'm wearing a smartwatch. As soon as I get a message or messenger, it, it alerts me straight away. Yeah. And I'm probably going to respond within 30, 40 seconds. Yeah, sure. So the statistically, the chances of getting your users and getting your contacts are much higher. Yeah. And that makes sense to you, but no, I'm right at 90%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really well, I know you've got a flight in about three hours' time, back to Dublin. Yeah. Any more <laughs> questions, guys, before we let Stephen go? No, just thanks for coming to the hook. It's been Pleasure super interesting and exciting to see where all this stuff goes. We'll see yeah. you in Bang, Definitely, yeah. 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 I'll I'll over myself. I've got one more. We always like to put this at the end. If you could leave the listeners with one key takeaway of how to get started with bots, what, what should we do? One key takeaway to get started with bots. Um, I would look at how your business is interacting with contacts right now and think about a real problem a bot could solve. Primary example, we, we, we spoke about it, you know, like you've got a lot of leads coming through on live chat, they're not all qualified, bot can replace that and you'll then instantly be able to have your rep spending more time with the best type of leads. Um, once you've done it once, you'll then start to see the potential for deploying bots in other scenarios and maybe even building your own version of Junior. <laughs> yeah, in 30 minutes. In 30 minutes, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Well, thank you, Stephen. No problem. Uh, thanks very much. And uh, to all the viewers, what we'll do is we'll put the link to the video, what Stephen has just presented at the Hawker, and it tells you a lot more. There's a lot of animation on your slides. Really impressed with that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just, uh, just, just have a look, see what you think. And uh, thank you, and we'll see you soon. See you next Take week, care. guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.